Hello, everybody. Welcome to Political Young Woman. Um, my name is Taylor, and today we're going to be kind of, I guess this is like an introductory episode, um, kind of like that vibe, I guess, and a little bit just of um, my own beliefs. Um, that's basically what this is going to be. Um, I've always wanted to do something like this, um, create a podcast centered around things that I love, and um, those things happen to be politics and history. So a little bit of politics, a little bit of history, um, probably good mix of all that stuff, talking about current events, a little dose of your daily news, um, and just kind of going over the issues that we're currently facing, especially as a young woman. Um, I'm college age, not going to give too much personal information out right now. Um, but I'm a college student, and, um, I'm a political science and history major, so this is kind of my area, and I really want to get into talking about this stuff and kind of voicing my opinions. I want to put myself out there and see how it goes. So thank you to anyone who decides to listen. I'm very grateful. Um, today we're going to kind of go into what I think is wrong with the political setup, if that's the right word, um, in America today. Just kind of, everyone calls it the divide <laughs> in American politics. And I hate to voice it like that, um, because I don't think there should be that kind of divide. And it, it's, it hurts to say, I am an extreme patriot. That is one thing that we got to get out of the way right now. I always joke that there is no one in my life, in my family, in any of the people that I know that is more patriotic than me. I I love this country. I believe in the values that this country was founded on, liberty and justice for all, all that. I am just in love with the founding of this country, and I do believe that we've strayed from that. Um... So just getting into stuff like that and talking about what's wrong with both sides of the aisle and examining all types of issues in politics and um, just in society in general. And I think it's kind of interesting how in society today, we've kind of deemed politics as like the deciding factor for everything. And you can't really talk to someone without instantly assuming that they align a certain way politically. At least that's how what I struggle with is I will talk to someone and in my head I'll be thinking, okay, based on what this person is saying, are they Republican or are they Democrat? And I try to like guess and I've been trying to stay away from that because that's not the way we should look at people. And I strongly feel that way. Um, I think that's the big problem in our system is the assuming of political affiliation and then based on that assumption and even getting a confirmation of that assumption, judging their entire moral character and deciding whether or not we are even going to give that person a chance or even like that person simply based off of whether or not they support a certain political party or not. And for a long time, I was very stuck in that. Um, during the 2016 election, 
I was not a fan of either candidate, but I aligned with the right in a way that was almost like cultist. It was bad. I was so, so Republican. And I do to this day feel more aligned with certain things on the right. But it's not, I don't have this desire to be so strongly affiliated with the right that there is no question as to whether I'm a Republican or not. Like, I don't feel that need to do that. And I don't understand why people feel the need to do that. And they make it their personality. I made being a Republican my personality. And I think that pushed some people away from me. And I'm not proud of that. And it's kind of, this is like the first time I've talked about that. Um, At least outside of the confines of a conversation between me and my mother. Um, I had a very similar conversation with her about how it wasn't a very long conversation, but it was just us talking and saying, you know, I've always known that my mother wasn't necessarily full-on Republican, nor was she full-on Democrat. She didn't really voice very many political opinions until recently. Um, And I just told her, I feel like I tried so hard to be this Republican model and with everything that's been going on and just really letting myself have my own opinions, I don't think that I'm as Republican as I thought I was. And she just kind of laughed and shook her head like, yep, I I know, I know exactly how you feel. Because it's something that I'm sure she probably struggled with of not being sure where she was. And I think a lot of young people struggle with that. They think that they have to nowadays align so strongly with any type of political party or just any just anything people now feel that they so strongly have to believe in something or to align themselves with something that there is no question and that there is nothing else that they could possibly ever be aligned with and i've kind of done that in every aspect of my life um whenever i like something i like it to the max um i went through i go through phases of things and i always like these things i always constantly like these things like for example spider-man i had an obsession with spider-man my senior year um the first semester of my senior year and i bought a spider-man phone case i had spider-man t-shirts from target i had spider-man stickers on my school issued laptop i have i still have a spider-man um little mini funko on my keychain I had a 18th birthday party that was Spider-Man themed. I was obsessed. And I do that to the point where I kind of fizzle out on it and I stopped liking Spider-Man as much. Um, now it's Star Wars, which I've always loved Star Wars. I've loved Star Wars since I was in kindergarten. But this is like the longest running one. Like I have loved intensely Star Wars for over a year. My bedroom is now Star Wars themed. I moved into my parents' basement, which sounds fabulous, I know, um, as a struggling college student. But um, I've got Star Wars stuff all over the place. And it's kind of just a like nice little hodgepodge. Getting off topic. Anyway, I feel like a lot of young people have that sense of you have to prove 
how much you are this thing or people don't believe or you're afraid that people don't believe that you are that thing and you can't be in the middle there's this just hyper fixation on you have to choose you have to be one way or the other and i don't think that's how society should work we as humans have so many gray areas of morality of just our way of life and so many differences when it ranges from place to place to place that it doesn't make sense for you to have to cement yourself to everything that one side believes or everything another side believes and it's gotten so bad that if you meet a democrat for example a lot of people on the right automatically assume oh well you're a baby killer you are pro-choice but if you meet a republican <laughs> you could say the same thing you could say oh well you support the murder of children because you support people who are having ar-15s and shooting up schools and it's just like i know pro-choice people who say they would never get an abortion themselves you can believe in something or have political affiliations and not believe every single thing that that same party believes. And I think we need to realize that that's okay to believe in something for other people, but not believe in it for yourself. And this is something I have really, really, really struggled in because I am pro-life and a lot of people want to demonize me for that. And I just don't see the point. I don't think that people who choose to get an abortion are necessarily horrible, awful, disgusting people. I would never say that to them. Um, because I know that for a lot of people, it's a really difficult decision to decide to do that. Um, and it's hard because I think that those kids deserve a chance. I think that the mothers would be better off sometimes coming from a place of love and of I'm going to give this kid a chance with some maybe with another family and I know it's a complicated debate and it's as I said I struggle with it because I also don't believe that the government should have a right to tell a woman what to do with her body um, but then again I also think that that child is another person themselves. And that this is where it gets difficult for me because I don't consider myself necessarily a feminist because I was never in the huge feminist wave of women's rights because I was in my ultra-Republican, I-do-not-have-a-single-left-leaning-view-whatsoever stage. And it was very much um, like, yeah, I believe in, in the empowerment of women, but I would never call myself a feminist. And to this day, I don't, I don't know if I would call myself a feminist just because I'm not, I guess I'm not educated enough about what true feminism is supposed to be. Because a lot of feminism gets displayed as kill all men. And that's, I know that that's not what that is. I've had conversations with friends of mine that have called themselves feminists and have said that is not what the true meaning of the word is. 
and that feminists just want equal for everyone. And I, I believe in that. Um, it's just been the last few years. Um, I started high school in, was um, from 2015 to 2016. I'm not entirely sure. I graduated in 2020 and everyone knows what hellfire that was. So you're going to have to forgive me if I forget which year my freshman year was. But um, ever since, like, kind of, I'd have to even say even further than that, though. I think really in eighth grade is when I became aware of the political situations. And I kind of started aligning myself. Because before that, I didn't care. And that was, like, a big change was... In my younger years, I cared about school, but it definitely wasn't to the degree that I care about it now. Um, I would frequently not turn in math assignments because I am horrible at math. Um, and I'd have to scramble at the end of the nine weeks to turn everything in and still get B's in math. Um, sometimes I was able to scrape by with an A. Um, until about like seventh eighth grade i took things very seriously those years i was even pulled aside by my history teacher and she said you need to calm down or you are going to give yourself an ulcer because i was just so obsessed with getting caring about things and caring about school and caring about politics happened it snowballed into that i started to care more about everything around me not just school, not just politics, but also, like, the feelings of people around me, my own feelings, my own health, my own mental health, um, and it's been a very long season of growth since then, and I know everyone kind of goes through that, everyone goes through that time of where when they start to get older, they start to care about things like that more, um, but I just feel like I haven't heard people my age really talk about it. Um, and I don't have many friends. Um, I would not say I have plentiful circles. Um, I definitely um, have quality over quantity right now. And um, I don't know. I just kind of feel that in some of these issues... I wouldn't say I'm necessarily alone, but a lot of people don't want to have these kinds of conversations. And I'm very lucky that I have a best friend who says, I'm going to make a list of like all the deep stuff we need to talk about. <laughs> and um, because she likes having those kinds of conversations. And I enjoy talking about that kind of stuff with. And previously, I had these people that I thought were my best friends, but in looking back um, after exiting those friendships, I kind of realized that those people really were just surface level. And a lot of my the people that I said were my best friends were more surface level than I ever considered. And I didn't like that. And so with my best friend now, um, I think I tried to be more honest and open about my emotions and about my feelings about things and we try to have good conversations and we don't always agree on everything um and I think that that's important to know that we don't agree on everything but that's okay and kind of 
steering back into what's wrong with the political spectrum in this country is that people don't think it's okay to be friends or to simply be civil to people who have different beliefs in them. And I've heard plenty of times that it's it's all the left. The left won't even socialize with us Republicans. And I don't believe it. I refuse to hear that rhetoric from certain Republicans because, excuse me, I know Republicans that have said, oh, they're a Democrat, they're a liberal. I've even heard them use, which I am guilty of having used this phrase freshman year, I've heard them call them libtards, which I can't believe that word ever came out of my mouth. And they've refused to give that person a chance because of their political affiliation. And I don't think that anyone, it, I mean, I don't know. I can't get in the heads of everyone I've ever met, but I definitely think I alienated people um, from being my friend because of how strong I was in the fact that I am a Republican. And I don't think that was smart of me. And I, I do kind of regret that. And it, that's the first time I've really voiced that. Um, I do know for a fact that there was a group of girls I was friends with that were very left-leaning. And I had kind of hinted um, freshman year that I was not as left-leaning as they were. And I was asking um, this girl, she was talking about a book that she loved, and I was asking her about it, and she looked at me, and she was like, oh, well, you're Republican, right? And I was like, yeah, I'm Republican. <laughs> and she was like, oh, well, then you wouldn't like this book because it has gay people in it. And then she just kind of turned away from me and kept talking to her other friends, and I was like, oh, I didn't know that being a Republican automatically meant that I hated gay people or didn't want to associate with gay people. And I had another instance where I, something about me, just quick side note, I love The Real Housewives on, um, what network is it, Bravo? I don't know if any of y'all have seen, like, The Real Housewives of Orange County or The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, but those girls give me life. <laughs> I love watching them. Just the drama is hilarious to me. And um, there is a housewife. Um, I believe she was a housewife of Beverly Hills, Lisa Vanderpump. Um, she does a lot of crazy things now, but she was wearing a pride flag, um, like this big cloak that was like boas. Um, that made up the pride flag and I liked the image and one of these girls looked at me and was like Why did you like the image? You know, it's the gay pride flag, right? And I said, yeah, I know it's the gay pride flag and she was like, well, you're a Republican Why did you like that? And it it just it's so deeply bothered me that that was over probably f over five years ago and I still just think about that sometimes of why because I hinted that I was a Republican and that's when I started being like yeah I'm a Republican and it it just so 
deeply alarmed me that they had this preconceived notion of everything that I believed because of what I told them my political affiliation was. I just think that it's, it's, I don't want to say it's like racism because racism is evil and disgusting and horrible and assuming that someone is lower than you or assuming something about someone because simply because of the color of their skin is disgusting but it just assuming that someone believes a certain thing or is a certain thing because of their political affiliation feels like the same principle to me of judging someone in a way that people don't deserve to be judged we shouldn't judge other people like that that's not something we should do it's it just leads to a whole dumpster fire of conflict and I think that's what the problem is it just roots in the fact that no one is willing to talk to one another and they all have preconceived notions of one another and it's it's just horrible to me um but I mean if you really want to sum up what I think is wrong I think that's it and it everything kind of stems from that in my opinion um there are other things I guess not everything stems from it because I also think that there are problems of that the left and the right don't always see how well they juxtapose one another because the right says sometimes that the left is too emotional or too politically correct but there are some cases when I feel like that the right is not emotional enough or not politically correct enough and I know a lot of republicans that say oh political correctness is the bane of my existence but I also think that we need to be mindful of the things that we do that hurt other people um because it's just it's about being empathetic human beings and um I've heard people in the high school that I went to say that if they ever met someone that had a preferred set of pronouns, they would never use those preferred set of pronouns. They would use their biological pronouns. And I just kept thinking, I understand not personally agreeing with that. I understand that you have your own set of beliefs and you do what you want to do. No one can take that away from you or your freedom of speech freedom of expression but so blatantly and purposefully trying to hurt and disrespect another person because of those things it just I can't wrap my head around it so um I guess that kind of just outlines what some of the big issues um that I feel are kind of tearing us apart and we constantly just demonize each other and I'm, I get sick of it. And it, it kind of made me take a break um, from politics. In the first semester of um, college, which was last semester, I'm, I'm currently a freshman. But last semester, I took a break from everything. Um, I was really stressed about everything. I think that kind of contributed. Um, there was a lot of stuff going on in my life. Um, but 
I took a break from politics because I didn't know how I felt about it and I was so sick of it and it sucks because I'm a political science major and that's gonna be the rest of my life I'm gonna spend the next what 50 years of my life centered around this probably more than that because I want to be involved for a long time and it's gonna be interesting to see how well I fare because it I love it I love it so much I love talking about it I love debating and I love exploring different political issues and thinking about solutions and just having conversations and researching and all of everything taking classes about it it's just it's so fulfilling to me but um I think that it kind of gets overshadowed and can sometimes be difficult because of all the issues and it hurts my heart to have to deal with that but um it's something I'm trying to work through and really think about going forward um I think that covers most of what I wanted to get into today um I kind of wanted this to be a little bit more of a get to know me kind of situation but um I guess it didn't really turn out into that um I do want to do history segments um I am a political science major but I'm also a history major and a lot of my friends will tell you that I'm a little bit more obsessed with history than is healthy <laughs> um I love um American history in all forms. I love medieval European history, um, like the Tudors and the Plantagenets in England. Like, if it's history, I will find some type of enjoyment in it. And so we're kind of going to do just like my favorite moments in history and just pick out little itty bitty things that I love in history in general. And I think that today we're gonna have to start with like my main obsession and that is um in 1776 um September 22nd to be specific Nathan Hale was executed as a spy by the British um he was carrying information that made him look like a spy um and back then you got caught with information like that they didn't matter if you were actually a spy or not you were executed as a spy um got the hangman's noose instead of an honorable death of the firing squad um but nathan hale said from that point um one of my favorite quotes this quote actually makes me a little bit emotional um where he said my only regret is that i have but one life to lose for my country and nathan hale sparked something in an old friend of his Benjamin Talmadge of Setauket New York and it started what is now known as the Culper spy ring and a lot of people if you do research into what really won the war for um, George Washington and it really amazed me that no history class I have ever taken has ever talked about this and it kind of ticks me off because it's really important um I like 
I got the obsession from this just because I just love American history in general. And my favorite TV show um, is called Turn Washington Spies. And that's where I like started my interest in this. But I didn't learn this from history class, which really makes me upset because I love history classes. But besides the point, Nathan Hale sparked this want for a spy ring and this want to um, accomplish what Nathan had wanted to do um, in Benjamin Talmadge. He was a major, he was a captain beforehand, got promoted to major so that he could lead this, um, lead the intelligence wing of George Washington's army. And he got together some old school friends, Abraham Woodhall, um, Caleb Brewster, um, and a couple others. Um, there's some historical discrepancies about other people that were involved. Um, and they created a spy ring in New York City in combination with um, Robert Townsend, who lived in New York. Um, and Abraham Woodhall was just like a cabbage farmer that helped literally win the revolution for us. They, these group of people would go into New York, specifically Abraham, and he would converse with Robert Townsend, and they would get information on the movements of British troops, and they'd send that back to um, Major Talmadge and to General Washington. And it is literally what won us the war. And the show is based off this book. Um, it's called Washington Spies, The Story of America's First Firing. It is an amazing book. Um, it kind of chronicles really everything that actually happened. Um, it's more historically accurate than the dramatized television show. Um, but if you want to know more about it, I'd highly recommend that book. Um, and just kind of looking into what it was because not a lot of people know about it. I mean, I took, I've taken multiple American history courses in my life and not once has that spiring ever been mentioned. And up until... About, like, 1929 that they knew who he was because he was just so well hidden. The spying was so good at what they did and hiding who was a part of it that there are still numbers that we don't... I say numbers because there was a cipher that they all had to memorize and they were referred to as numbers. Like, um, George Washington, I believe George Washington was definitely 711. Um, and I know that Ben Talmadge was 721, um, and then Abraham Woodhull, they all had also had code names, so, like, Ben Talmadge was actually John Bolton, and if you look up, you can actually look up the code book that they used, and Ben Talmadge was 721, but he was referred to in the book as John Bolton, and then Abraham Woodhull, who was, like, really the center of all of this, he was referred to as Samuel Culper. And if you look up Culper in the book, he's 722. And then Robert Townsend was only known as Culper Jr. until 1929 when they found those documents. And he was 723. So they had like code upon code. Even their code was coded. It's like insane to me how well thought out they were able to make this operation and how to the as early as 19 or as not as early as late as 1929 i mean that's 
that's over a hundred years that they were able to keep it a secret after everyone had died. And I know that part of it is probably because everyone had died, but they didn't even leave so much as enough paper trail for them to be able to know who it was. And it's just one of the most fascinating moments in history to me. I cannot get over how much I love that specific part of the revolution. It is just so amazing to me and I just love it. So I wanted to share that with you guys. I love sharing um, the things that I love. Um, so yeah, you can get the book if you would like. Um, I believe it's by Alexander Jones, I think is his name. Um, and even like George Washington's like website of like Mount Vernon Museum website has the code book if you really wanted to like look at it and it has original images as well. Um, so if you're interested in that type of thing, highly recommend looking into it. Watch the TV show, Turn Washington Spies. It's on Netflix. It was originally run by AMC for four seasons. It's phenomenal. Not entirely historically accurate, which I do have some pickings about. Um, but other than that, it's great. Um, so yeah, I think that's everything I wanted to cover today. I think I'm going to do an episode, um, maybe once a week, maybe a little bit more than that if I get into the groove of it. Um, I really enjoyed this. There's going to be probably some technical difficulties with just figuring out recording and everything. This is a tester episode more than anything else. Um, hopefully I can get some better equipment and um, figure out how I want to record and what I want to use and just figure out all those technical glitches and just make it a better experience all around. Um, I do have an Instagram at political young woman. Um, so if you want to check that out, won't be much there for a little bit. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to be production, writer, narrator, social media manager, everything all at once. I'm doing this a hundred percent on my own. Um, but I want to try my best. Um, these are things I'm really passionate about and I just, I feel like it's worth a shot. I've never really pursued anything like this that I've wanted to do. I've always wanted to have a YouTube channel or a podcast or just something, and I never allowed myself to fully pursue it. And making this, now we're going on 35 minutes of just me talking about the things that I care about, um, it feels really good to do that. Um, and I've got the support of my friends, and it just, it's going to be really exciting, and I'm really ready to get into it so i will see you guys next time have a good rest of your morning day whatever it is whatever time you're watching this whenever wherever you are i hope you have an amazing rest of your time and i will see you guys next time bye